If your money could talk, it might say, hey, keep me safe. So listen to your money and deposit it wherever you see that purple CDIC logo. That's because the Canada Deposit Insurance Corporation protects your money, so it never stops talking. Want to know more? Visit cdic.ca. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast for Monday, February 22nd. Coming up, the Supreme Court in the UK rules that Uber drivers are workers, not contractors. What does this ruling mean? Will it affect drivers here in Canada? Plus, United removing all Boeing 777 airplanes from service. And Canada's quarantine hotels go into effect beginning today. We'll have the very latest all coming up on the podcast right now. Okay, the Supreme Court in the UK has ruled that Uber drivers are not, or are workers, I'm sorry, they're workers, they're not contractors. And this is a decision that could have worldwide implications. And joining us now for more on this is employment lawyer Lior Zamfiro. He joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Lior, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Hey, appreciate being here as always. Uh, First of all, break down the decision, if you could, for us, Lior. Why did the UK's highest court rule the way they did? Well, the UK court was very, very clear that this comes down to control. It comes down to the control that Uber, the company, has over the drivers. Uber decides where they go, how much they get paid. Uber decides what their car uh, has to be, what insurance they have penalizes them if it feels that they're not doing a good job. That control factor is what made the court say, well, no, these guys, these drivers are not independent contractors. They're not in business for themselves. They are truly and really employees of Uber. Uber cannot exert this control, effectively control the whole process and say, well, no, no, you're not our employees. You cannot have it both ways. And that's what the court was very clear about. You know, that's really interesting, Lior, the way they broke that down as a matter or an issue of control. Is that typically how we decide if somebody is kind of, quote unquote, a a worker or a full-time employee as opposed to a self-employed contractor? It is probably the biggest factor. At the end of the day, what we care about is that reality on the ground, the reality between the company and the individual. Anyone can sign a piece of paper that says, I am a contractor. Anyone can can say that. That doesn't change the legal definition of what you are. If you look like an employee and act like an employee, you are an employee. And deciding that someone is an employee oftentimes comes down to control. An employee has to follow what their company, what their boss says. An employee can't just decide whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. There's rules. There's consequences for not following the rules. That is all about control. And ultimately, the court said that if we applied this model to Uber drivers, it starts looking like an employment relationship. The fact that they say that they're not, or Uber very much wants them not to be employees, doesn't change that reality on the ground. All right. So overall, what does this mean for Uber drivers, Lior? I mean, is this a good decision for them? Is this welcome news? Well, certainly for for those that believe that they should be treated like employees, that they should have rights like overtime, like minimum wage, like vacation pay, it is great news because ultimately it's simply another indication that that is the reality. And, And it's very difficult for me and I think for most people to think that in Canada and Ontario, the result will be different. The way the drivers here are treated by Uber is very similar, if not identical, to the way it is in the U.K., 
the law ultimately is the same. So I think that this is an indication of where these things are going. This is not the first uh, decision made where these individuals have been found to be employees. It's, it's the highest court, but it's not the first decision. So I think it's just a matter of time before the same finding is, uh, happens here in Ontario. Right now we have a case that's going to court uh, later this, uh, this spring in June. And I do think that ultimately at the conclusion of that legal process, we're going to be talking about the same thing that they're talking about in the UK. Uber drivers are employees. And now Uber is going to have to change the way it operates to ensure that it provides its entitlements to those drivers. Okay, so you believe this will, this decision by the UK Supreme Court, have implications here in Canada? And do you think that drivers here in Ontario and really right around the world, are they going to have to go that far when it comes to their battle against Uber? Or do you think this decision out of the UK is going to make Uber as a company just change overall? It's not going to do that. Uber is going to fight uh, tooth and nail in Ontario and every other jurisdiction. And, and frankly, I don't know that it's because it truly believes that it's going to be successful. It has its own reasons as to why it's doing that. So unfortunately, this is not going to mean that the process gets shortened, but I think it does mean that the result ultimately is obvious and clear, and that is that the, the courts here will find, very similar to, they did, to what they did in the U.K., that they're drivers, that they're employees. It may take a while, unfortunately, but the result is going to be the same. All right. What about other divisions of Uber? I'm thinking, Lior, specifically of Uber Eats. Could this decision affect them? Absolutely. At the end of the day, how Uber operates across its divisions is very similar. And that concept of control that we talked about applies in those situations. Uber decides everything from A to Z, and it really is that clear so I think that all of Uber's operations, when it's all said and done, are going to have to be reconfigured to allow for employment, to ensure that these drivers, well, Uber's ultimately going to have to make a choice. Either it says, well, we're not going to exert the same level of controls, and maybe then we actually have independent contractors, or we want to maintain control, fine, in which case now we have employees, now we have all these entitlements and obligations that we have to provide to these individuals, but it can't have it both ways. It's going to have to choose one path and go with it. So do you think that this radically changes the business model, not only for Uber, but perhaps for the overall kind of quote-unquote shared economy that uh, everybody talks about and points to when it, when it comes to Uber? Absolutely. It's not a, an Uber-only issue. Uh, the gig economy, those uh, companies that operate in that space, uh, they're going to have to take note and they're going to have to understand that right now Uber is in the spotlight, but this is a bigger issue and they're going to have to make the same decision that Uber is going to have to make, control or have employees. So I think in a year, perhaps two years, you know, the legal process is not known for its uh, speed. We're going to be seeing all these companies have to operate differently and, and choose a path and go with that path. Okay, those are the companies. Just finally, what about the employees, which is what, again, this UK Supreme Court has decided that uh, Uber drivers are indeed workers or employees, not contractors. Do you think that this decision, is it going to make people think twice about being an independent contractor? Uh, are there situations where that is beneficial that you're seen more as a contractor than you are an employee? 
Well, there's certainly tax implications that are that could be favorable if you truly are an independent contractor. But I think that the problem here is that it cuts both ways. If you, as an individual, say that you're an independent contractor and you pay your taxes and, and file your taxes as an independent contractor, but you're actually not. You truly are an employee and you've been misclassified. Well, here in Canada, the CRA is going to at some point look at this and say, well, no, you've been misclassified. You haven't been filing your taxes right. There may be back taxes and penalties. So even for the individual, it's not as simple as saying, well, let me just save a bunch of money on taxes. If you don't do this right, if you're not paying attention to the reality of the relationship, you may have consequences as well. All right. Interesting stuff. Lior, appreciate the time and the insight as always. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Jeff. All right, Lior Zanfiro, employment lawyer.